Now, so you just take that fracture a skull. You it take could. that to the chops. I don't want to. Do I have to? No, but in I this mean, experiment, it's there's some chainsaw snowplow. Welcome back, folks. It's the unrestricted Jeff Vexler, Richard Carnahan, and Bob in studio. Bob, thanks for all your hard work last week. Absolutely, man. At Appreciate the, uh, it, Broadway Fifty Fifty, and thanks to Broadway Fifty Fifties. Thank you, DJ Gottsacker, for uh, letting us have a blast out there. Cut four episodes for God's sakes. One of them hadn't even dropped yet, so stay tuned for that. Are any of them uh, arable? Correct. <laughs> Well, can you un- can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Well, the, the the one the one I dropped first was that was the betting one where we went over and over again about how Michigan was going to truck TCU and how'd that turn out for us? Yeah, <laughs> we did not get anything right in either of those games. My, oh, no, 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 my no, boy, no, no. my boy Roger Gregg wants an apology. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, Roger. Sorry, no, Roger. No, I I got the Georgia Ohio State game right. You you did. I I I got the side right, but I had said I thought it was going to be a walkover. Yeah, I, I said take Ohio State in the points and take Georgia on the money line. So we have a lot to discuss today. This yeah. is a big show. I mean, things we will get to later that are not top billing. Chris Beard getting fired officially today as University of Texas men's head basketball coach. Adios, Chris. The, uh, best, the best job in the world is a fired college anything coach because no, he's walking away with some money. No doubt. Uh, well, TCU going for all the marbles on Monday. You got the U.S. men's national team in the middle of a soap opera, an absolute soap opera. I can't even hardly believe it. I mean, I know, I know it was the player's mom that, that did the whole threatening shit. Okay. But does that kid ever get the trust of the locker room ever again for pulling that shit? No. Well, where's his, is his dad? President of FC, FC Austin. Right. Austin FC. But is Reina. Yeah. Claudio. Is Claudio a dual citizen? Uh, I would assume so. Maybe he can play for that Latin American country. (laughs) (laughs) So we got to get to all of that. But the headline, obviously, of this week is um, what happened in Monday nights. The big news today, um, he's he's come to, at least to some degree, uh, able to perform tasks such as writing. And he comes into consciousness and... So the first thing he says, he writes, did we win? And his doctor said, you won. You won the game of life. That's awesome. It is awesome. And I think everybody out there who's a sports fan of any kind, even my wife who doesn't care about sports, passed that news along to me as it came across her feed today. It was like, oh, this is great. Thank God. I mean, people are invested in this. Even my parents. I'm really happy that he is awake he is neurologically intact, which is more than I can say for myself. Right. And look, there's there's a future that is still has a question mark that hangs over it. Well, you know, I mean, we don't know how he came out of this precisely. I mean, the the future isn't bad. Chris Pronger from the St. Louis Blues had this happen just a couple years ago. He got a puck in the chest, out like a light on the on the ice, was playing two games later. There you go. So Hope, if, hopefully things are good. If if it really is what everyone is speculating it is, which is commotio cordis, I think he comes back. Look, I don't want to do that thing where we – I don't want to do either one of these two things. I don't want to look back to Monday and say, oh, what were you thinking when it happened? Yeah. Because I think everybody's done that, and we were all communicating with each other. Oh, my God, I hope I didn't watch somebody just die on the field. 
Uh, I also don't want to do that thing where we pretend like we're medical experts and we know what's I going to happen. I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. <laughs> well, that, that and a bag of chips, right? Uh, but I, I do want to do this because I saw this article in the New York Times today that I think a lot of people read as, oh, well, then let's cancel football. Did you see this article by any chance? No, it's no. But that really wasn't, no. that really wasn't the message that I got out of it. Um, the quote that came out of it was this, and I think this is what's most important. It's not, oh, by the way, it's not necessarily a great article. It's not perfectly written, but I thought that this part was the most important. It always will in a game this violent. The league can better police blows to the head. It can penalize or even toss out players who injure opponents with dirty plays. But violence and danger will remain at the beating heart of football. Take it out, and the game is football no more. Like, it's a game of competitive violence. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, we used to, we were taught to take people's heads off. Yeah. That's how you tackled. And then when I went and played rugby in college, they're like, sorry, chief, that doesn't fly. (laughs) So they taught us how to tackle in rugby, where you bring them down behind you so you can collect the ball, collect possession. Mm. But, I mean, Coach Bird, love you, knock his head off. Sure, sure. And it gets taught that even at a younger age than high school, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so this is what it made me think of as as I was watching, reading this article, having watched Monday. Have you guys seen a Netflix special called Human Playground? Well, now I have since you wanted since me to watch I, it before yeah. the show. Okay, <laughs> my so, wife won't let me watch that kind of stuff. It's not bad. It's not like <laughs> she in C seventeen. The shit out Her of my body is your playground. I, I I don't know the password. It's not, <laughs> it's not two girls, one cup. Oh boy! So it's like six episodes, and I totally encourage everybody to watch it. What it does is it goes around the world, Japan, Africa, everywhere, and delves into cultural usually small cultural sports that contain real serious dangerous risks and often violence. The easiest example for me to use is sumo, right? These sumo kids get trained and fed 5,000 calorie meals from like the time they're seven. They're taken away from their parents and they're just shoveled food into their mouths. Like, at least we don't do that in football, right? I mean, right? And they're and like in... Senegal, they have their version of sumo, which is even more deadly than actual sumo. Because they can punch them, right? Yeah, they, you can punch. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's much more MMA yeah. than anything else. You know, in other parts of Africa, you have stick fighting, which can result in death. You have, d- dude, I saw this guy at, at the rodeo this year who was like 100 yards away from the bull, and the bull starts charging, and he does a front flip over the flipping bull. Okay, <laughs> like this is crazy stuff. And it comes with dangerous risks, right? But people still do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, those guys aren't getting paid exponentially, you know, what you or me make, like NFL football players are. But at the beginning of this show, Idris Elba, who's the uh, narrator of this show, he says, and I want to get this quote right, playing is the ultimate way to learn about our bodies and our minds. And it's the most dangerous games that push us to our limits. Games that are tough, painful, and often deadly help us to explore what we are actually capable of. Seeking out pain is not for the faint-hearted. Everyone has a personal reason to play these games. 
And I look at that and I go, and I add that to what Hamlin said coming into consciousness. His first fucking question. Did we win? Did we win? And I'm like, man, that is sport. And that is why football, football is just America's version of gladiator. Of, of gladiator. Yes. Or of any of these sports. That Head on down to the Coliseum. And- Mexican cliff divers, right? You've seen these guys that like dive into these tiny little pools and they die. Like all the time it happens. Okay. We used to put like Bangladeshi children on camels for camel races, right? And they died all the time. That yeah. sounds pretty racist, Jeff. It, it happened. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I didn't just like, pick it up. The Saudis would go like steal a bunch of kids from another country and put them on the backs of camels. And in other sports, the, the death aspect is a little bit closer to the, to the surface. I remember I texted you guys. I remember watching Dan Weldon die yeah. at Las Vegas. And I had raced with Dan Weldon online. So I had I had raced with a bunch of indie car drivers online, and no and inherent danger there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those. There's another one though. Yeah, those those indie car drivers racing online were crazy. I guess because so. they knew they couldn't die. Right. But but I remember I remember that and that that race got called. Right. At that point, it, even though that is at the top of the limit, but the coaches. They did the right thing by their players. I totally Those agree. are leaders. Totally agree. I thought canceling that game was the right thing. I think there's been a lot of blowback on how long it took to cancel it. Give me a break, man. Sometimes it takes a minute to get the right answer. That's right. And, and, are and you, you aware just, of the bureaucracy that is the NFL? Yeah, you have to get the right answer. I don't care how long it takes to get the right answer. They got to the right answer, and they made it. That, you know, The only thing for me that I was honestly super concerned about at the time was that it took 30 minutes from the hit to getting him out of the stadium on the ambulance, and that seemed like a long time. And and that was real interesting as they talked about one of the reasons why they didn't call the game right away was they didn't want to call the game and have people leave the stadium. So they the wanted to wait until the ambulance was on the way before the they called the game. Well, yeah. that was really smart. Yeah. That's good logistics by whoever made that call. And mm-hmm. the, the NFL, when it, when it comes to that level of medical response – does it right. So they got that right, and, and as you were watching the broadcast, um, I think it was Aikman or Buck, one of them said they've administered CPR multiple times. That's and when I started freaking out a that's little bit. absolutely. But what they didn't say, and what I guess has become apparent, was they also got the paddles out yeah. of the ambulance. And when you combine those two things, CPR obviously giving oxygen to the blood, making sure that there's less brain damage, um, and then the paddles to try to restart, it's like, okay, they're essentially giving him the care that he'd basically get once he gets to the hospital to begin with. Right. So do it as quickly as you can. And then my understanding is if you get to the hospital alive in these situations, you're going to make it. They were right there, which is amazing. I, 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 I feel that, you know, in mo- in the other sports where this type of injury, if this is the type of injury it was where it happens, baseball, lacrosse. Yeah. They if, don't have the staff if, on the field. If if you're a high school baseball player and you get hit by a line drive into your chest and do this, you're dead. You get a door dash faster no than you get a But I, it, 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 to me, it all comes back to, like, Sir Edmund Hillary. It's like, why do men climb mountains? Because they're there, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you have these idiot ass, <laughs> I'm sorry, no offense if you do it, but ultra marathon runners who put themselves damn near death every single time they go on these 120-mile races across the Saharan effing desert, right? 
and they have medical staff out there, and it's got to be just maddening for these people. I mean, of course you're getting yourself into a near-death experience. It's 130 degrees out here. Yeah, and, and switching to a different sport, free solo climbing. There uh, you that's, go. That's a crazy. Where, where there if you, you go. fall, you're dead. Yeah, I mean, the helicopter can get you in five hours. Maybe. You know? Maybe, <laughs> right, yeah. Well, they're pick, they're picking up the, the broken bones because you've yeah. fallen from 200 feet. So I was terrified, literally mortified, that we were going to be watching a death. And I, I read up on this. There, the NFL considers there to have been four deaths in in its history. Um, and Did, maybe they just mean in the modern era. But Detroit Lions wide receiver Chuck Hughes died of a heart attack in a 1971 game against the Bears. Cardinals tight end J.V. Kane had a heart attack during cr- training camp in 79. And the Vikings offensive tackle Corey Stringer died of a heat stroke in 2001. And in 2005, Thomas Herrian of the, of the 49ers playing against the Broncos in a preseason game died in the locker room uh, just after the game. Uh, but I was mortified we were watching another one. And I, I will be honest, I don't remember any of those others with the exception of Corey Stringer, who died of a heat stroke yep. in 2001. Corey. That uh, was in practice. That was practice, yep. Uh, and obviously not televised, but I, I was just mortified. And to find out that, like, he's going to make it, man, spike the football. Yeah. <laughs> that is really yep. cool. So, yep. you know, people, people like to say, well, don't talk about that yet. Well, we can walk and chew gum, okay? Well, thoughts and prayers are over there. That's one thing, but here's our chewing gum. What are they going to do with this game? Because it matters. It matters a lot. And if you're the Bengals, it matters even more because you're playing for home field advantage. Yeah. I, I, I'm just looking at the PR impact of it for the Bengals. They can't do anything but go along with it. They, they can't say anything publicly about we're getting screwed. They can't say anything publicly about we're giving up a number one seed because of this. They can't say anything publicly. You're right. They can't say that. But you know they want to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean – I think this game's got to get played. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it, though. You really don't think so? Nope. Nope. Why not? Logistically, you can't. I, I, and I know the whole thing about the Pro Bowl has that one week. Of course. But, but no, I, I don't think you can. There's a lot of logistics to the playoffs. Everybody's beat up. Yeah. You've got a game plan. Yeah. Both teams have games coming up. Yeah. What, they can't fit it in. Why wouldn't you just push the playoffs back, as Bob mentioned? Just push them back a week. Money, bud. Follow the money. Well, the, the game's still going to get played. And speaking of, speaking of money, if you're one of the fans that bought tickets to that game, you getting refunds? I'm just asking. They, <laughs> they should. But, but you're going to play that game, and you're going to ask those teams to ramp up to play a game again, which they had a full workup for that game. And then do it all over again? I mean, that's that's another bit of wear and tear on the body going into the playoffs. And and you're going to play that game before you play playoff games, so every other playoff team gets another week in between? And that's a playoff game. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Those two teams are in the playoffs. They yeah. may play each other. Yeah. So <laughs> you're going to kill me for this. But do you realize how this impacts my fantasy team? Yeah. What'd you say a long time ago? Yeah. No yeah. one you gives a baby. fuck about anybody else's yep. fantasy team. Yep. yep. All they you. care about is their own. So I had two players going that night, and they were going to go off. T. Higgins and, uh, and Stefan Diggs. Uh, and the, the opponent had uh, Jamar Chase. So they've called it. Yahoo Leagues have called it. It's over. 
like tough titty, Jeff. Yeah. They're, but I'm like, well, wait a minute. If, if we're doing that, then shouldn't the Bengals win that game 7-3? No. I mean, no. 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 No way? No way. No. We can't call it a draw. They're winning. No, they're going to call it a no contest. Yep. Like it never happened. Man. That is not that even is a, a tie. I, I am a show must go on kind of guy. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, I don't know whether it was the NFL, they, they said there is just bad mojo about this game right now. I think that's another reason why why they're not going to play this game. If if what? if, if you're the bang, if you're the Bengals and the Bills, do you want to go back to Cincinnati and play on that same field within a week and a half? I think it would be a pretty cool way to to show Hamlin that like, hey dude, we love you and we're thinking of you, and you cared so much about the out- outcome of this game. We're playing it. No. We're playing it. They're they're going to call it a no contest. They've been I think they've been waiting for the news that he's come out and he's awake. Yep. And it, and it's good news from the doctors. And now they'll make the announcement either today or tomorrow. If, if this was week two or week three, you can do stuff. You can't do stuff this late in the season. Sure. Richie's been really, really quiet. I know. Well, I'm listening You're to you. You're being very pensive. Well, Ooh, good word. No, they're doing the right thing. Jeff, I know you want to see him play, but they can't do it. To, to game plan, um, and then when they're playing, it, someone's getting screwed. So the way that they look at it is – Let's act like it didn't happen. Everybody's going to finish week 18, and then you look at the standings, and then you go, the team that's getting screwed is the Cincinnati Bengals, but their leader already said, you know what? We'll do whatever the Bills want to do. We're not thinking about football at this moment. We're thinking about that Which is cool of Joe young Burrow. man's life. Yeah. That's what's Real most cool. important. And they made it to the Super Bowl last year in the same situation, winning the AFC North and moving on from there. Mm-hmm. They beat Kansas City at home. so Should Which I- they bit, beat. Three times in a row. Should I also add that this impacts my Cincinnati Bengals to win the AFC yeah. regular season? I knew th- I knew you were going there. <laughs> okay, <too. laughs> I I still I still think you my have sense. a good chance of that. Yeah, so? I'm I'm very wary of the Chiefs. I am really very wary of the Bills. Well, but as is, I mean, I, oh, I see what you're saying. Bills lose Week 18. Bengals right. win. Chiefs who, lose. Who are the Bills playing this week? Patriots. That's right. They're not going to lose that game. Chiefs play at the Raiders. They're not going to lose that game. No. Hey, but Tom Brady's going to be a Raider next year. That's what I'm hearing. Why? <laughs> at this point. Why he, would he want to go there? He's like a broken down gambler that can't stop. <laughs> You're right. He just He's like, I'll, my marriage is over. <laughs> I, I'm just going to sling it. I mean, I he's going to be homeless on like Vero Beach. He's going to be homeless, but he's going to be alone. <laughs> well... There'll be call girls and stuff. That, yeah. I mean, it, is he coming back for any situation that isn't a Super Bowl run? And I'm sorry, the Raiders aren't doing a Super Bowl run. I, De- Devontae Adams notwithstanding the Raiders this are not point, doing a Super Bowl At this point, it's run. an addiction. I think he'd play for the San Antonio Brahmas. Oh, then, speaking of them. Alongside. Then Johnny Manziel coming. Oh, allegedly. I tried. I tried to. I, there's no re- reputable source that says that's real. Folks, Johnny Manziel may or may not have signed with a. San Antonio football team called the San Antonio Brahmas. XFL. Oh, is that what that is? Thank you for telling me. For the love of God and all that is holy. Heinz Ward is the coach. Oh, no way. Yeah, way. That's cool. Where have you been? I had no idea. I don't watch the XFL. He was celebrating Chinooka. Let me ask you you this. Do you think you could still get Johnny Manziel in a San Antonio country club? 
No. No, I don't think so either. That's a hard pass. But there was a time. There was a time when he was shaking hands over there. People were trying to make it happen. Uh-huh. I don't think that's happening. That's No. <laughs> no, but I told Heinz you. Heinz Ward, maybe. They need to change the name from the Brahmas to the Eight Balls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if Johnny Manziel is playing football in San Antonio, people are going to go see it. Yeah, they yeah, are. Of course they are. People are going to that. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Get that sweet number two jersey. It's just switching lanes quickly. Chris Beard out at Texas. I don't have a whole lot to say about this other than I think we all saw this coming. You can't not fire him. Right. And he's what, gonna... Bob? What? Now you look pensive. He chokes out his fiance and he's going to be walking away with millions of dollars. Because I'm sorry, you can't fire a man for cause based on pending charges. I don't think he can, can you? I mean, it has I, to be. I, I mean, I think it's up. I, I think it's up in the air, and, and you have his fiance going, no, 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 yeah, and not really happen. Kept coming back on it. How many coaches is the University of Texas paying to oh, not coach there right now? Mac Brown's still getting a check. I mean, it's got to be six, and I'm just talking about major sports. That is the best job Shop in college smart. sports. Oh yes. <laughs> I mean, really. anywhere at Texas. The dead money is incredible. God, I mean, their endowment is also incredible, and thank God it is. But, like, holy Moses, man, they can't get it right. And Chris I, Beard seemed to be the right guy. That's I'm, who I would have taken. I'm wondering, who, who can I choke to walk away with my millions of dollars? No, you don't no, have buddy, that kind buddy. of a guaranteed contract, <laughs> buddy. I, let me tell you, don't, don't even try it. And then we, but, get, we get TCU Monday night playing for everything. Which is way... I don't think I showed you that. What picture is this, buddy? Oh, you played golf with Vince Young. Well, no, he is behind us. Did he tell you to fuck off, too? No, Vince liked me. (laughs) (laughs) I snapped a drive intentionally over by 15 so I could get a picture with him and Sloan Thomas. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Talking about getting screwed. That was a touchdown for oh, Michigan. Michigan fan here. He he did not possess the ball until he was in the end zone. I have to tell you, I totally agree. It was a touchdown. But you don't fumble. And you hand it off to some guy who I don't think has been playing very much football. He's not first string. I don't know what the hell. You, you don't fumble the ball. Harbaugh has now lost six straight bowl games. Is that right? I mean, that's incredible. He's going, too. Yeah. He and wants to go to Denver. Now he's got to foot out the door. He should. Look, he did not coach a good game. Uh, TCU did their standard, like, hey, we play this goofy style. Oh, y'all aren't even ready for it? Dude, Michigan almost out-TCU TCU. Yes, they did. (laughs) I got to tell you, though, in the nine years we've had the playoff, that was the best day of semifinals. The best semifinals ever. By far. It was way cool to watch. And the way the kick went in with 10 seconds left on the uh, New York City ball drop, that was amazing. I mean, way cool. Did y'all have the same experience? Yeah, no, no it, was it was a great week. It was okay. average before this weekend. Average point differential in a semifinal. What was game? it? Twenty-one points. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That's why I was betting on both of them to be blowouts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I you have a chance. I think so. Well, they're playing the game and nobody else is, so yeah, they have a chance. Yeah, I'm not going to say it again. Yeah. Like we were all. Oh, they're going to get trucked. Great story. Yeah. They're there. They deserve to be there, and uh, let's go. I mean, Georgia's defensive line is nasty. Yeah, they are. The good thing about TCU, they get rid of the football really fast. I mean, 
at least they can when they need to. Like, that actually makes me think they have a good chance at this. And I saw that Mattress Mac, who... Oh, who three should, million. Yeah, you should always bet with whatever Mattress Mac is doing, because apparently he never loses. He's How got, can we never hear about those bets that he makes? Well, recently he's gotten a lot more coverage. Like, they, did you not see the picture of him with a wheelbarrow of, I did. of cash? Coming out on the Astros win. Uh-huh. But we never hear about the one where he puts money on, like, the Rockets to win their division and loses. I'm going into that the, one hadn't happened. I'm presuming he loses. I'm going into that store after he wins seventy five million dollars for the Astros and going, I want a deal on my mattress. Yeah, that's how he. <laughs> that's how he does it. That's how he does it, man. He's a brilliant guy, and he has. I thought it was one point five million on on TCU. No, it's three million across four or five different books. Oh wow, good a man, baller. I know he's so cool. <laughs> I I think he loses that bet. I just I, – I don't see it. I, I think Georgia comes out of that Ohio State game going, ooh, we're kind of lucky to get out of that one, <laughs> and comes out and is more, is more prepared. I, I have more faith in Georgia at this level than I do in TCU, but I've been saying that. I, I've been dissing on TCU all along, Yeah, kind of like um, – uh, Ninkovich on Get Up, dissing on Aaron Rodgers, and finally this morning he told Aaron Rodgers, I'm sorry. So quickly, U.S. men's national team drama as Claudio <sighs> Reyna's wife threatens to rat out Burhalter during the warm- during the World Cup if her son doesn't start playing for allegedly kicking his wife. Well, not even allegedly. They were- admittedly kicking his wife when they were 18 years old. 25 years ago. That's not a that's not a thing. That's not like a fireable thing. It's a it's a we don't bring you back kind of thing. Yeah, and his contract did run out on December thirty first. Yeah. I still think he comes back. I I don't think this is a, a deal breaker. Like why why should it be? If you're Reina, where are you playing this next season? Because <laughs> you ain't playing for the U.S. men's national team. Oh, this is a soap opera. Yeah, and it's so soccer. Well, it. <sighs> Obviously, and we've made this point several times, we don't condone any sort of domestic violence whatsoever. Um, but to live and in, in play sport in 2022-2023, um, it doesn't really matter if you're a good coach. You just have to be stay out of trouble. <laughs> you have to have a clean foul sheet. I mean, for sure. Talking about domestic violence, you see the Dana White video? Oh, my God. Yeah, Chris Beard may be working in the UFC. <laughs> yeah. What is up with this, man? Just men hitting their women. Well, in public, no less. Well, and he's fired several fighters for that kind of stuff. Yes, he has. Eh, do you give him a pass that he, he was the one that was hit first? I mean, here, no. here's uh, my feeling. It doesn't this. matter. Domestic violence, whether it's man on woman, woman on man, man on man, woman on woman, I don't care. All of it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. You just can't do that. I don't care if she slapped or hit you first. She slapped him pretty hard. She did. <laughs> she did. And by the way, it's okay to grab her wrist as he did and try to subdue her. Totally fine, right? But you can't hit her back unless she's got a knife. Okay, that that's just right. No. So just, that's the line. I think so. If someone has a deadly knife, weapon, okay, like baseball bat. Mm, yep. Okay. Yep, you can get hit for that. Uh, socket wrench. Ooh. Not deadly enough. Allen, really? Allen wrench, really? Allen wrench, no way. Is it, is I, I, like, I have a socket wrench in here. Do we want to? I see? have it in my yes, hand. Yes, you do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nah, man, this isn't lethal enough. 
Now, so you just take that fracture a skull. You it take could. that to the chops. I don't want to. Do I have to? No, but in I this mean, experiment, yeah, power saw. It's there's some chainsaw, snowplow, 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 for sure. which apparently is killing a lot of people nowadays. It's not killing them; it's maiming them. Well, nonetheless. <laughs> Sending him to the ICU. He's not Jer- going to. Jeremy Renner, to- you make enough money, hire somebody. Has anything happened to Dana White? It's real. It, there's so much going on. This news cycle's good for him, but there's got to be. I mean, just like. The sh- yeah, the, the shares of his parent company are tanking. Yes, they are. That may be the one thing that takes him down. Always does. Follow the money, right? Mm-hmm. Like you always say. FTM. Absolutely. Um, hey, I want to finish up the podcast by going back to football so as i have a seven-year-old who plays and richard you have a uh, an older boy that plays as well um i don't encourage i'm not going to encourage my son to play football because i know of its inherent dangers right we've seen it we've experienced it we know it right but if my son wants to play football Mm -hmm. i'm not going to tell him no but it's the same exact way that i would look at it if he came to me and he said dad I really want to try rock climbing. Well, son, I'm not thrilled about it. I kind of don't want you to. But if that's what you're going to do, then that's what you're going to do. Yeah, and because of its inherent risk. And 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 to your to your point with the quote, there's risk in everything. There are more concussions in youth soccer oh, yeah. than there are in youth football. Yeah, because you're heading the ball, and they've kind of outlawed the heading and all that. There, there's going to be a risk in everything. I mean, we we talk about baseball players getting hit in the sternum with a baseball. Yeah. These things can happen. Football, obviously, more dangerous than, let's say, tennis. Okay, would, right? I mean, think it's safe to say that. Um, Unless you're a line judge and it's John McEnroe. <laughs> <laughs> but my point in bringing up that, that human playground show is that, you know, every culture has their sort of gladiatorial sport, right? Mm-hmm. Every single one does. Mm-hmm. And, like... Sure as hell, we're treating our athletes better than some of them are. Um, One improvement I would like to see made, as I listened to Dominique Foxworth, who used to be the head of the NFL Players Association earlier today, talking about how because of his short tenure, DeMar Hamlin, only two years, he doesn't have vested interest in the NFL. So he doesn't qualify for his pension, doesn't qualify for health insurance post-playing career. Doesn't um, doesn't qualify for the health reimbursement accounts, so that is something that has to change. Agreed. All right, there they have billions of dollars coming in. Franchises that were bought for two hundred and fifty million can sell for four billion. I mean, holy Moses! There is enough money flowing through there to take care of every player who's I mean, ever played it down. Actors, they got to get that done. Actors with a SAG card have insurance. Exactly. And these guys are getting in car crashes, yeah. multiple car crashes every Sunday. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I could definitely get behind health insurance for every one of them for life. Forever. Life. For life. I don't know about the pension for a guy that's played one year. No, I get that. Maybe not the pension, but it's the health insurance part of it. Absolutely. That is the most important. And I want to add that the top layer of that is guaranteed contracts. They're the only major sport in the United States that doesn't have guaranteed contracts. You have got to have guaranteed contracts. I don't get it. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, 
these guys they get signed and and you get cut and now you get nothing. That's crap. Well, because there's there's a a cap limit in baseball. There's no cap limit. Well, correct, but the NBA has a cap and they have guaranteed contracts. You can work you can work your way through. Massage. But you never hear about the NBA's cap because it's a ridiculous number and they only have nine players on the team. No, 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 no. As a basketball dork, we hear about the cap all the time. All the time. And and by the way, you should be able to exceed the cap in certain circumstances where you cut a player. That would be fine, yeah. right? Yeah. But these guys need to be guaranteed their money. <clears throat> Whether they're paid on the books, you know, under the salary cap for that season or off the books. I don't care. But like if I'm Hamlin and I get drafted, was he sixth round if my memory serves? I believe that's right. Yeah, something like that. And he only came off the practice squad this season. So when you get up there and you get signed, that needs to be a three year deal, right? Like, hey, I'd love to play. I need a three year deal. Okay, well, you know, you were sixth round pick, so that puts you in this tier of salary. And, you know, we all have bonuses and incentives based on how many plays you play, how many plays you make, Pro Bowl incentives, et cetera, et cetera. But you have a baseline salary over three years. And even if you get cut from that football team, you ought to be collecting it. Yeah. And even if that money is off the salary cap books, you ought to be collecting it. NFL players have to have guaranteed contracts. They, they, they put themselves, Foxworth, Dominique Foxworth said it right. He was like, usually, whether you're investing in something, uh, whether you're, whether you're uh, doing a sport or whatever, the risks have to be proportionate to the to, reward. To the reward, right? right? Well, and, and I bet Roger, Roger Goodell's contract is uh, guaranteed. It is. <laughs> and it is. Just real quick exercise. I know it's not great radio, sure. but how much has Roger Goodell made? Making or made? Es todo. Well, I mean, his annuals like up 40-ish? to twenty-five million. No, it's, it's forty. It's like is it to forty-nine? It's like forty. It's, Holy most! It's sick money. Yeah. Okay. So he's Holy motherfucking god. Yeah. Wow. That much. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's 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 both seasons. Sixty-three point nine million between the 2019, 20, and 2020, 2021 seasons. So that's. No, sixty-three point nine million per year in each of the past two years. Yep. Ah! Holy mother. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. He buys his own franchise. Well, he but but the owners get everything they need out of him. He's the guy that walks out onto the bulwarks and says, "Shoot me with the arrows," so Jerry Jones can sit back and go, "Eh, that's fun. That's funny to watch." No doubt about it. Okay. And and having a high salary for Roger Goodell doesn't surprise me. Sixty million surprises me. Mm-hmm. I mean. You couldn't get it, find a guy to do it for 12? <laughs> I know a guy. I, yeah, I know a guy. Adam, I am a guy. Adam Silver would do it for 12 because that would be a raise. He only makes 10. Yeah, see, wow. there you go. Rob Manford, 17.5. Yeah, they have to have guaranteed contracts, and they ought to be vested uh, in their health care program the Immediately. minute they step on the field. Agreed. I mean, these are changes that I want to see made. Maybe this will be the guy – that in the instance that makes it happen. And, you know, look, this whole week has kind of reminded me of like after a school shooting because everybody's like so depressed because of what they saw, paying attention to the news, reading everything, and that emotionally, you know, shakes us all. And then somebody says, no, it's not time to talk about that. Well, when is the right time to talk about it? For God's sakes. 
Now, now's the right. We can walk and chew gum. And mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys were able to do that with me. Appreciate it. Join us again on The Unrestricted, folks. Thanks. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. It feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh-huh. It feel good because you know it's good.